You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. Transform the way you hunt with the all-new base cellular trail camera connected by the Moultrie Mobile app. Moultrie Mobile's industry-best app gives you complete control over your camera settings, up-to-the-minute updates from the field, and other interactive scouting tools on your smartphone or computer. Features like weather forecast, advanced species recognition, interactive maps, and a whole lot more. For more information and to make your purchase, visit www.moultriemobile.com. What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Wisconsin Sportsman Podcast, which is brought to you by Tacticam. This is your home for all things outdoors in the Badger State, and I am your host, Josh Raley. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. I hope you are doing well. I hope you've been getting out in the woods and chasing some uh, chasing deer around with your bow. Uh, I had a chance to get out this past weekend and had an absolute blast. It's been a busy weekend, though. I'm probably going to keep this intro kind of short. Uh, I have slept a total of about four and a half or five hours in the last, uh, 51, 52 hours at this point. So I've not slept very much, but I did get to get out and do some hunting. I went to a wedding for a friend of mine this weekend, which was awesome. Got to be part of that and got to catch up with my buddy Pierce Nellis and we got to hunt together. I moved all of my cameras. So all of my cameras are in there. Uh, fall rut spots right now so I've moved them back off of the food sources and different things where I was trying to get uh, intel over the summer and then those first couple of weeks of the season and now I'm officially putting all my eggs in the uh, in the rut basket because I won't hunt again probably until uh, until my rutcation starts at the end of October so I did get to get out this weekend though had some really fun hunts so I got to hunt with uh, my buddy Pierce like I said on his home farm and we're going to talk about that today in today's episode he's the guest Uh, we got done hunting and decided to sit down and record a quick episode together as I was about to hop in the car and make a 13 hour long uh, car ride or 13 hours and 45 minute long car ride so uh, anyway he's on here today we talk about sort of what we've seen Uh, Not just in the hunt that we did together, but also in the days and weeks kind of leading up to that. So I won't go too much into it right now. You're going to hear plenty of that in the episode. I do want to say, though, before we get started, if you like what we're doing here at the Wisconsin Sportsman Podcast, could you do me a favor and go leave me a review wherever it is you get your podcast from? Uh, If that's Apple Podcasts, then would you please leave a written review? And uh, hey, wherever it is, leave us five stars. Uh, unless you could give 10 stars and then, and then do that one because that tends better than five. But, uh, you know, whatever. But if you can leave us a written review, that would be really, really helpful. Not only does it help people find this podcast, but it also lets me know what I can work on to make this a better resource for Wisconsin outdoorsmen. So I want to hear from you. Please, please send me a review. Uh, also give us a follow on Instagram. See what all we're doing this fall. Um It's going to be a fun two weeks here coming up at the end of October and in early November. I'm going to try to keep things pretty active uh, on the story so I can kind of take you guys along with me. And the big plan right now is to be in Wisconsin for, um, you know, until I can get it done with that tag. And then if I can get it done in Wisconsin pretty early, uh, I'm going to keep hunting. So I'm going to drop down to Illinois and uh, then we'll see 
um, what goes from there. So I've got 15 days to tag as many bucks in as many states as possible. So um, hopefully that'll be fun for you to keep up with. If not, uh, I'll go ahead and apologize in advance if it turns out just to be uh, a boring couple weeks of me sitting there and not seeing anything. So, but anyway, we'll cross that bridge whenever we get to it. Uh, yeah, so leave us a uh, give us a follow on Instagram. Leave us a review wherever it is you get your podcasts. Uh, also want to take a quick minute to thank our partners. Guys, I know I say it a lot, but I really do appreciate not only you for listening, but these partners for helping me be able to put this podcast out each and every week. We have partnered up with some fantastic companies. Uh, first of all, Tacticam, they're the title sponsor of the show. They make the absolute best point of view cameras for outdoorsmen. They've got their new 6.0 camera, which is a huge step forward from the previous models. It's got everything that you like from the 5.0 cameras, uh, one-touch operation. You can use a remote control with it. It's weatherproof. It's light. gives you 4K footage, 8X zoom, all of that good stuff. But they added a screen, which to me is kind of like the game changer for the 6.0 camera. Uh, and with that, you can just go in and you can watch the shot immediately. You can use that little screen to control the settings on the camera. And um, yeah, they just really, they really took it up a notch when it comes to being really user friendly. And that's kind of their goal with all of their products. They want it to be super simple that anybody can do it. That's where the one touch operation comes in. And now this screen is helping them be even more user friendly. They also just launched the Solo Extreme camera. It's a little more budget friendly option, but still gives you HD video and all kinds of good stuff. All the other uh, you know, weatherproof housing and good stuff that you like from the 5.0, 5.0 wide, and 6.0 cameras. You can go check them all out at Tacticam.com or grab one of their wildly popular Reveal X Pro cameras at RevealCellCam.com. Next partner, Huntworth. I was able to get out, like I said, this weekend, and I wore the uh, Durham lightweight pants, had on some base layers underneath them. They uh, were plenty for the chillier mornings. And uh, man, one thing I really noticed that I love about those pants is that the knees are reinforced. And so when I'm using my saddle and, you know, kind of up against a tree, it gives just a little bit more material between your knees and the bark of the tree because I don't like to use knee pads. Uh, and, and with the reinforced knees, it's also just a little bit more durable and tougher right there on the knees. So uh, the pants are going to hold up really, really great to saddle hunting. Really excited about that. I also got to break out the Elkins jacket, which I've worn it around just a little bit. But this was my first time hunting in it because it was the first time that a morning was cool enough for me to want to have it on uh, because I've been wearing their Shelton uh, midweight hoodie up until now. And, and man, this Elkins jacket is awesome. It is super quiet. Like, yeah, the rest of their stuff is quiet too, but like this just caught me off guard. Like you can feel that it's a really durable and well-built jacket when you grab it. And usually durable and uh, well-built doesn't necessarily go with quiet. And man, this is just, it was awesome. So really like that uh, Elkins jacket. You can go find that over at huntworthgear.com or you can find Huntworth gear at a bunch of different uh, local retailers. And then finally, Deer Lab, they're the number one trail camera app for hunters and land managers. They help you store, organize, and analyze all of your trail camera data in one place. It really helps you up your game. Uh, I'm excited to watch as the patterns begin to shift a little bit. I haven't had a great summer and early season, honestly, when it comes to getting on big bucks. I've uh, got a bunch of little bucks. I've got a bunch of does. Uh, I don't have pictures of big bucks. And I uh, that's not abnormal for me when the, the property that I primarily hunt is in corn and it is in corn this year. So that that is kind of normal for me. But uh, yeah, we'll see how things go. I'm excited, though, to see um, as the beans are harvested, as or, you know, down the road from this property, as the corn is harvested, as the rut starts to fire up, 
what kind of patterns am I able to pick up on with the use of Deer Lab? So you can go get your free trial and find out the same thing for yourself over at DeerLab.com. It's a 30-day free trial. There is no credit card required, so you really have nothing to lose when it comes to the free trial. And when you're ready to uh, make your purchase, because I think you're going to like it, you can use the code WISCONSIN, all caps, for 20% off of any of their plans. Now, with all that stuff out of the way, let's jump right into the episode with Pierce Nellis as we talk about our hunt the other day. All right, for this week's episode of the Wisconsin Sportsman Podcast, once again, I've got Pierce Nellis. What's up, buddy? Not much, man. Just had a good sit in the woods with you. And, uh, wasn't as good as we'd hope, but you know what? Pretty darn good morning. I was going to say, is that what you call a good sit? I, I call it a good morning. <laughs> I call it not it, being at the desk. That's right. We were, <laughs> we were not at a desk. We were not behind computers. We were in the woods. Uh, surrounded uh, by deer. Surrounded. From the moment we got out of the car, we were yep. surrounded by deer. It was just one of those days where, um, number one, the deer were obviously up and on their feet. Mm-hmm. But number two, uh, the woods were so still and calm right. that it was like just a tough morning hunt mm-hmm. for early season. Yep. Yeah. We, we were struggling with some swirling wind up on top of that ridge. And I think we were both kind of under the impression that it was going to pick up maybe and be blowing out kind of to the... I guess that'd be the northwest there. Um, and boy, it was blowing northwest, southwest, just about every way around. <laughs> yeah, I I anticipated that we were going to get into, you know, the sun would come up and it would it would really start to, you know, the day winds would get blowing or whatever, as mm-hmm. they say. Yep. But with this ridge that we were on, it took a really <laughs> long time for the sun to really get up over the hill, Yeah, which really messed with what we anticipated for thermals because we got up there and we were like, okay, so here's what's going to happen. Sun's going to come up. Thermals mm-hmm. are going to start rising. And deer come in this way. I'm a, I'm a right-handed shooter, so I've got this side. You're a lefty, so you've got yeah. the other side. And the deer can come below us and never smell us because we'll be getting that, that wind coming over top of the hill. We're far enough down the hill that we're not in the thermal tunnel up on top, mm-hmm. but we'll have the advantage of the rising thermals as well so that Right. Our scent would go right over the deer. Um, on the, paper. On paper. That <laughs> is how it was going to work. And then that is not how, that's not how things, uh, not how things went. No, no. I, I think one of the things I realized while we were sitting up there is that actually down in the bottom of that little hollow that we were sitting on, that, that actually gets sun first. That's one of the first spots in that whole setup that, that gets for, or that gets lit up. So, I mean, right off the bat, those thermals are rising up out of there. So interesting. I almost interesting. think we so kind of counterintuitively should have set up there first. Here's something interesting, <clears throat> and if if you're an, if you're a, a, a an expert on thermals, correct me if I'm wrong here. I have, from what I understand, if you have a place like that mm-hmm. that is just fully sun exposed and it's going to heat up first, yeah. and what happens is the thermals don't necessarily go right up the hills, mm-hmm. but can rise basically directly up. Yep. And so what that creates is a vacuum pulling air down from the surrounding area. Does that make sense? Yeah. So as the air okay. is rising, so if you have like a small pond or something like that that's really heating up, mm-hmm. as the thermals rise up over the pond, it sucks in air basically from all directions. Well, that makes sense because then we were sitting up there, we were dropping milkweed, and we were watching that stuff float right down the hill towards that. Yeah. So, yeah. And we were trying to figure out, and, and then we got blown at. Yeah. So it's like, how in the world yep. would that deer have smelled us? We... There's no way that deer should have smelled us. No, but no, no way. Maybe so. The wind. Know. Well, the wind was at our back at the time. That's true. And I mean, that's true. 
That's I guess true. any stuff that was kind of blown in her face was you know, a mile or two an hour. Like it was, it was a very gentle breeze, if that. Yeah, but. light and variable is like being generous for yeah. this morning. I mean, it right. was it was really still. Um, there were times that you could feel, like when the sun came up, and just started to peek over the ridge, I could really feel the the thermals pulling down, mm-hmm. you know, before it started yep. to warm the hillside we were on. And especially as it started to heat up kind of out in front of us, it felt like the thermals just to our side really got cranking even more. Right, as exactly. The, as some air started to heat up, the cooler air just started kind of like rushing down. Right. But, yeah, um, that was that was something else. Because even I noticed like once that sun was up, you know, on the – on the sunny side of the the tree we were on, everything seemed pretty okay. But then on that shaded side, it was still everything just drew right down, like you were saying, kind of into that little vacuum and swirled around. So I think that's probably what got us there. Yeah, and it, and it was such a weird thing too because it was like we were literally on the line. Mm-hmm. So the direction I was facing, to my left, it was getting warmed up. Thermals were rising. Yep. To my right, they were <laughs> sinking. It was like I am. Literally the dividing line for this. Right, yeah. I mean, had we right set now. up 10 yards up the hill, I bet we would have been just fine. Oh, yeah. Piece of cake. Yeah, but. for sure. <laughs> for sure. So we didn't go deerless, though. No. We no. saw something. Yeah. Right? We saw a few. Saw a nice little, I don't know, he was probably, I, I couldn't even tell. I didn't get the binos up on him. but I didn't get a good look at him, but there was... There was a there was a good bit of antler up there. He had a main beam, but he was yeah, yeah he yeah. was he was Not small, but he mm-hmm. had a main beam and he had a good good sized body. Oh yeah, like it made me it made me think like when I saw his rack at first, I thought I had a little one year old, mm-hmm. but then I saw his body, I was like maybe right. Not a one year old. I, right. I don't I I couldn't I couldn't tell. I mean, but he was maybe it's just the beauty of him like hopping around in the sun right over yeah. there. But yeah. uh, but he was kind of. Still on the grass yeah. and everything on there. It was picturesque. Yeah. It really he had a was. weird doe with him too though. I don't know if you got eyes on her, but she was I mean, she was like bounding all over the place, like going in circles and almost looked like she was just playing with him, running circles around. Him. You know, I wondered about that. Mm-hmm. So after you mentioned that there was a doe down there, I never got to see her, but when you said like what she was doing and acting weird and stuff mm-hmm. and, and and a doe being with a buck this time of year, I wonder if it was a button buck. Yeah, you know it might have been. I like I want, I wonder that. if it was a little button buck with the, mm-hmm. you know, the way he was running. Though, buck. You know the way that the way he just literally running circles. I, I mean, even button bucks, I have yet to see really one do that. At least in my experience. Okay. Yeah, yeah but I see young does do that all sure, the time. Sure. Sure. So. No, I, I've seen young does do that as well, trying to play and like get, you know, get a get another deer to play with them or right. chase them yeah, back or something. They're like puppies, man. It's <laughs> You get some that are just in that mood and all of a sudden like, like okay, sweet. They're coming down the coming down the trail. This would be awesome. And then all of a sudden they all just take off on a tear and then run down in front of you and you're like, "Okay, great. Maybe I'll draw back." And then they all run back up the hill and start doing <laughs> weird stuff, man. It's funny. Oh, good stuff. Well, man, we are we are at your home uh I want to call it a farm. Home property. Format. Format. There you want to call it. Yeah. Homestead. Yeah, there we go. That's, there we go. We're, we're at your, we're your, your home, <laughs> right? Your, your home turf. Um, we've talked about it before on the podcast. It's kind of being the right five acres. Yep. Right in the middle mm-hmm. of yeah. some really good stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think we experienced some of that this morning. I'd never seen it in person yeah, until it, today. It's tough to explain. Yeah, it really is tough to explain once you're actually in it and you see the way just, I mean, how... <laughs> 
how steep that hill is going up the back to get up on top of that oh ridge. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm, I, so, I'm so glad that I got to see it in the daylight coming out. I'd never been through there before, obviously. Mm-hmm. On the way in, I'm just thinking, like, I feel like I'm basically climbing a mountain. Like, I might need to get on all fours to, to get up this thing because it is incredibly steep. But I, But you weren't having any problem with it. So, I'm like, okay, I guess I'm just old and weak. I don't know. I don't know what's happening. But then when we when we came out, I was like, okay, no, this is super steep. Like yeah. it, it's, oh, yeah. it, I I checked it on the rangefinder. I, I think it was like a thirty one degree, thirty one degree angle. Yeah, yeah, which is, it was crazy. Yeah, <laughs> that, yeah, that's and that not even like <clears throat> hard substance, you know, to the ground at all. I mean, it's all just loose soil. Oh it's, yeah, it's just yeah. yeah. I mean, there have been a number of times I've been coming down from hunting out there and. Taking just a wrong step or having my weight a little too far back and just had my feet go straight out from under me. It's that steep. And well, luckily we both <laughs> saved face this morning. Neither one of us tumbled down the hill. But so the spot where we were set up, we were in uh, some hickories, right? Uh, walnuts, walnuts. Sorry, walnuts. not hickories. Walnuts. Um, and some walnuts up on the ridge to our. What direction is that? Uh, that'd be east, southeast. What What direction was the corn? Corn was south. Corn was south. So to our south, we had a really large cornfield. Mm-hmm. And we were at like the corner or a corner of it, right? Yeah. Where it yep. kinda... Corner of the field. And okay. we were about, I don't know, probably 50 yards in from it. Yeah. Yeah. About 50 yards from the corner of the corn to, let's see, if that was our south, then to our east. East, yeah. We had this nice like little opening mm-hmm. kind of meadow, but 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 thick, like yeah. lots of brushy, yep. thick stuff. Yep, just tall prairie grass. Kind yeah, of stuff. yeah, really good looking deer habitat. Like I fully expected to see some come in and bed down in oh, there yeah. this morning. Yeah. Um, really thought that was going to happen. Then we had some apple trees just down the hill from us, mm-hmm. which was a huge draw, as we've seen. I mean, we just went and checked the apples, and they're all over the ground. Yes. Yeah. Littering the ground. I mean, not even deer, but like everything's been keying in on those lately. Yeah, it's been. I mean, deer. I had you know five toms sitting down there picking at apples one morning. Jeez, all that didn't have a tag at the time, and then bought one that afternoon. But <laughs> yeah, it's it's a, um, man. I tell you, I'll, I'll come back to turkeys later. Yeah. Well, we, if, <laughs> but I, we're trying to move on from yeah, that. Still, I, yeah. You know, it's, I'm still trying to get over the loss of spring turkey season. This is this is all new to me. Like, like the being in deer season but missing turkey season. It's not that I'm. It's not that I don't like deer season. It's that I like the excitement of hunting animals that are keyed up. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. Yeah. So I love hunting November. Right. I love hunting the rut, and I think that's part of what I really like about spring turkey hunting is the the turkeys are keyed up. You know, mm-hmm. like they're ready to go. Yeah. And there's just a lot that you can do to take advantage of their sort of biological instincts to get yeah. one on the ground. Well, it's so interactive, you know? Yeah. And I mean, it's like, like you said, November, late October there, you can interact with, with your bucks and everything. You can rattle them in, you can yep. you know, throw a couple grunts at them and all that. And they, you're just getting that sort of, I don't want to say instant gratification, but you know, they, you get that response right away. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's, you know, is a big Tom all fired up that, give him just a couple of yelps and he starts cutting you off and interrupting you. Is that more exciting? I'm not going to say yes, but I miss it. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and just, I don't know too. It's, it's something about the demeanor of the animal for me. Mm-hmm. Like 
So when to you're just have, in a bad mood. Yeah, just yep. to have a tom come in and just like see your decoys and just be fired up, mm-hmm. or to have a buck come in all bristled up, or have him like on the tail of a doe and he's just frustrated because he can't catch up with her and right. stuff. Like, there's something about that. Like having a deer come into a food plot, it's just kind of like, eh, he's, yeah, he's just hungry. He's right. you know he's right. just here to eat. Exactly. There's nothing. He he's not jacked. Right. Uh, right. You know. I mean, I think that's what probably what kept me from drawing back on that one. On Thursday when I was out. Just, yeah, so here's he that. didn't have the demeanor. So here's this. So, Pierce, you mentioned a couple of weeks ago, one of your goals for this year was to get a buck with your bow. Yep. Correct. So last Thursday morning you go hunting, and I can see the stand from here. It's it's beautiful. It's picturesque. Perfect setting. You would have gotten a shot at that buck that came through this morning too, which you wouldn't have taken. That was a that was a smaller deer for yep, sure. Yep, it was smaller, but but you had a buck come down the hill, walk out into your lane, like a well, like a mowed lane through tall prairie grass. He stood in the middle of the lane, perfectly broadside, thirty yards, an eight point, mm-hmm. hundred inches. Yeah. Under five inches, yeah, maybe 110. Yep, on a real good day. Oh yeah, and you let it. You, I, I, I let it walk. <clears throat> I shot him with my camera, but I, I, I didn't want to sling an arrow at him. And you know, it's been a, it's been a weird start to the season. Where you know, my first sit of the year, I, I got out there. I was fired up to hunt. Just had a hell of a week, and just all I could think about was like, God, I can't wait till I can get out in the stand again, and. You know, just be engulfed in and be with those deer and all that. Um, and after about, you know, I got out there and two things happened. One, I realized very quickly that I was drastically underlayered. Mm. And boy, I had a wind blowing in my face. And uh, I, I realized quickly that uh, the little mesh uh, panel on the, the crotch of the first light obsidian pants is is not windproof at all and in upper 30 degree weather with a stiff little breeze coming right at you things got the body temp was dropping fast i'll just say that um so for the majority of the morning you know that on on my first sit of the year uh, i was just freezing and i got to the point where I, i was seeing deer but i was shivering so bad that i i, I knew i couldn't effectively draw back and actually mm-hmm. hold my pin on a on a deer to make a, make an ethical shot. Um, and then on top of that, after about 45 minutes of, you know, sitting there shivering, um, you know, just kind of watching some deer and all that. Uh, I realized at, at, at that very moment that I was like, you know what? I'm not in the headspace to shoot a deer right now. I just want to sit here and watch some animals and just, just relax. And and so, so I took advantage of that and being like, okay, you know, it's the first, first sit of the year, you know, we'll, we got plenty of sits coming up here. And so then uh, my next sit was Thursday when this buck had to happen to come by. And I was looking at him and I was like, you know what? It's September 28th. We're not even into October yet. Come on. Like, I, I don't want, I don't want my season to be over that soon yet. And so <laughs> I, I decided to let him walk even after he stopped in that lane at 30 yards and then went up to, uh, this apple tree and started feeding also at 30 yards happened to be a, a nice gentle quartering away angle with his head down and he was just munching away on those apples and 
Am I going to be haunted by that <sighs> as I eat tag soup uh, in December? Probably. We'll see. But, um, you know, in the moment, it, it seemed right. Just want to take a quick minute to let you know that the Wisconsin Sportsman Podcast is brought to you by Tacticam, makers of the best point-of-view cameras on the market for hunters and anglers. Their gear is made for outdoorsmen by outdoorsmen. Archery openers are just around the corner, and Tacticam has just released several new products to help you share your hunt and take your scouting to the next level. Topping the list is their 6.0 point-of-view camera, providing 4K footage and a user-friendly waterproof package. They've also just released the new Solo Extreme, giving you HD footage, 3 to 8x zoom, and one-touch operation. And Tacticam's lineup of point-of-view cameras is supported by the best mounts and adapters on the market. This fall, I'll be using their Bose stabilizer mount, as well as their bendy clamp mount to make sure my cameras don't miss any of the action. And last but not least, Tacticam just launched the Reveal X Pro. With no visible flash, built-in LCD screen, and built-in GPS tracking, the Reveal X Pro will help you take your scouting to the next level. You can learn more about these and Tacticam's entire line of products at Tacticam.com or RevealCellCam.com. This episode is also brought to you by DeerLab, the number one trail camera app for hunters and land managers. DeerLab gives you a simple way to store, organize, and analyze all of your trail camera data. DeerLab has tons of great features like the ability to filter photos based on what's in them, deer, turkeys, people, whatever. It syncs your photos with local weather to help you pattern your target, and you can even mass edit your timestamps, which is a great feature if you're like me and you occasionally forget to set the correct time on your camera. Head over to DeerLab.com to check them out. You can get a free trial on there for 30 days, and then when you're ready to buy, use the code WISCONSIN at checkout for 20% off of any plan. Now let's get back to the show. Here's the thing. <laughs> I will never give somebody crap for shooting a small buck. Right. But I will absolutely give you crap for not shooting that one. Because That's fair. He, like, not shooting a buck, I'll, I'll give you crap for that all day long. That's fair. it was a beautiful deer. Oh, like, it was. It was gorgeous. Beautiful deer. I, as a gorgeous. matter of fact, can I take that picture and use it as the cover for this episode? Yeah, I'll allow it. All right. I'll so allow that it. way, everybody, you, you guys can let me know. Shoot or pass on the buck that Pierce let go. Um, I just, I don't see a world in which I'm letting that one go, <laughs> but that's all right. So anyway, we went out this morning. I'm hoping that thing walks back by so that you get a chance to rethink. A chance of redemption. Yeah, a, chan- a chance to, to redeem yourself. That didn't happen, um, but we did have a good morning, had a good sit. Um, had a, man, a tough tree to climb. Yeah, tough tree, tough tree to climb, and on top of it, um, you were hunting with a guy who uh, is still very much on the struggle bus of figuring out the uh, intricacies of hunting from a saddle. <laughs> oh, no, you did agree. You just zipped right up and t- tethered in, man. I was the one. Well, like, yeah, but you were the one that was throwing the sticks on. That was, that was the thing. Well, yeah, Had I been on a, on a solo mission there, I think it would have been a much different story. But, yeah. but it was it was one of those things that we were, we were just surrounded by deer. I mean, we, yeah. we probably had... We could hear deer from the moment like I walked out and you got out of the car. We could hear deer probably within a hundred yards of us, oh, kind of just easily. trotting through this timber yeah. and all that. And yeah. then we got up there and we're on top of the hill and we heard a couple others, you know, still yeah. stomping around and yeah. didn't didn't spook any really. I mean, explicitly, I guess we only got blown at once, and the the one that blew at us was over a hundred yards down the yeah. ridge. Like I don't even know if that was blowing at us. No, no. Um, and it was weird. We got up there and we heard, I, I guess it was a deer coughing. 
Yeah, dude, that was weird. It was really weird. I've never heard that before. I've heard people talk about it, like the mm-hmm. THP guys and, and stuff, be like, oh, yeah, her, I hear a deer coughing in the bedding area. I'm like, mm-hmm. I've never. Right. Like, what are the kind of geriatric deer are you guys right. doing? <laughs> They're just sitting around in their beds <laughs> coughing all day. But uh, anyway, so we heard that. We climbed up in the tree, had a bunch of branches on it, and it was huge. Mm-hmm. Like, I couldn't get my arms around the tree. Now, I'm not yeah. a big dude, but, I mean, mm-hmm. at the same time, like, well, and we had that, that honeysuckle bush was down at the bottom, so that yeah. was you know kind of making it a little tough to get everything. Yeah, it's not like I could just sling stuff around right. the base of the tree or anything like that. But right. but even so, like the tree went up and then started to split at one point, mm-hmm. and so we were juggling how we're going to do sticks. And yeah. that last stick that I put on top was a little sketchy. It was, it was all right. Yeah, that's got why there, I like this lone wolf so, man. Yeah. Like it's got that little bracket that pivots. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I know a lot of other brands are doing the pivoting bracket now, but. Yeah. But there are a lot of brands that have gone away from pivoting brackets mm-hmm. and have decided we're just going full fixed position. And it's like, right. that's why that's a bad move. Yep. You know, because if you don't have that pivoting bracket, we would not have gotten into that tree. No. Like, we would have gone two yeah. sticks high mm-hmm. and tried to hang our platforms. And yeah. that would have been it. Yeah. Once we got up there, though, I mean, that was a heck of a setup. Oh, it was That money. was sweet, especially for two guys. I yeah. mean, a righty and a lefty. That was, yeah. that was perfect. Yeah. No, that's definitely a good one. That one, that one needs a preset mm-hmm. for future years, for yeah. sure, because that yeah. was a... That was a good tree to hunt. We had really good cover. We were both kind of up in the, like right as the tree really started to kind of branch out, you know, and, and mm-hmm. all I guess the the trunk started to divide into different, yep. I guess multiple trunks once you get uh, a little bit higher. But anyway, yeah, man. Good morning. We didn't we didn't kill anything. Um, I thought I was going to kill a deer yesterday afternoon. Mm-hmm. Went in um, to the public spot that I really enjoy hunting. My main goal, though, was to put out trail cameras and get those in the in the rut locations because this actually this morning is my last time hunting until my rutcation at Holy the end of October. Smoke. So I will not hit the woods again for three and a half weeks, which means one, I, I needed to get all of my cameras where they needed to be mm-hmm. so that I can hit the ground running and have good intel. Yep. Um, you know, with those cell cams running, when your phone was and, blowing up with pictures even this morning. Oh, up. dude, it was so, it was it was pretty awesome, man. It had little bucks on on one of the cameras already. Um, one moved through last night. One moved through this morning, or maybe it was two this morning. One early and one later, but either way, yeah, getting good getting good intel already. But uh, so that was my primary goal, though, was to mm-hmm. do a little bit of scouting, get the cameras out, so that I can be ready to rock. But I also wanted to hunt, and so I I went into this one spot, and my goal was to hang a camera over. Uh, a community scrape where several trails come up out of this marsh and it's just a banger spot. Like I showed you yeah. a picture of it. Like oh, it yeah. just looks deery, doesn't yep. it? Like <laughs> well, you, your camera is just in the perfect spot too on that. Oh, You're just right at the crotch of that fork and everything. Yeah. And those two trails. And yeah. Well, and, and I, I got to plug this too. So Tacticam is a partner of the show, right? One of the things that you can do with Tacticam when you're putting your camera out is pull up the Wi-Fi that join the Wi-Fi of the camera and see what the camera can see. Mm-hmm. So I could walk back and forth, and I did because I had those two different trails. Mm-hmm. I walked back and forth to make sure, and I actually was going to miss one of those trails. So one yeah. of those bucks, I wouldn't have known where he went. Sure. He would just come into the frame and then disappeared. But because I went and, and used that Wi-Fi feature, then I was able to, to know, okay, I need to turn the camera just a little bit more because it's mm-hmm. not quite picking up this other trail over here. Right. So I, I love that. And I was able to center up that tree that's going to mm-hmm. have a scrape on it. The community scrape, which yep, yep. the licking branch is being used right now. The <clears throat> the ground's not being pawed up or anything like that. So anyway, I'm working my way in to get to this spot. And 
the deer sign is just on fire. Sure. Like it is on fire. And it, I'm like, you know, I've got my saddle and all that. And I'm like, ah, do I climb a tree? Like, mm-hmm. do I just go ahead and climb and, and maybe try to hang the camera after dark? It's like, I don't want to try to hang a camera after dark. Cause I, right. it's on public land. I've got, you know, locks going on and I've got a lock box going mm-hmm. on it. I've got an antenna that I need to attach to it. Like, yeah. I don't want to mess around with all that in the dark. So I'm like, I'm just going to do it now. And, um, you know, maybe backtrack just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I took like another five steps and jumped a big one right there. I mean, he was bedded. He was bedded within 15 yards. Oh, of you walked past that, him. You said, I right? walked, yeah, I walked, I walked past him and then basically the wind kind of gusted and sure. he, he jumped. He Do you think he would have seen you? Like, was it within his? Oh, he saw me. Line of sight. He, he already saw me. So he was just sitting He was laughing. just holding tight. He was just holding tight. Either that or he was, I mean, I was stealthy. I mean, could have been sleeping. I w- he could have been sleeping. Like, I was super stealthy going into there. Because I knew there was a good possibility I would hunt down in there. So anyway, I blew him out. He was a really good deer. Um, I don't want to throw a score on it or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But a good deer. Um so anyway, hung that camera. I decided, you know what? I'm going to back out. And there's another spot of this bedding area that I want to check out anyway. And I kind of hung around for him for him for a little while to see if maybe he tried to circle downwind. Because I could see downwind of where I was. And I was like, if he tries to circle me, he may be close enough to get a shot. You know, So right. I hung around there. Right. And then I actually took a stick and kind of rubbed a, a tree. I was like, maybe, mm-hmm. just maybe he didn't quite know what I was. So I kind of rubbed a tree and like shook it around like I was another buck in there sure. making rubs. And uh, he never did He never did come back in. But So I backed out, went down the, the ridge just a little bit. There's like this little ridge that kind of dips off into the marsh. Went down the ridge, went to the next area where a bunch of trails come out of the marsh and started working my way down. And I get to a spot, I'm like, okay, this is... The deer sign was not on fire in there, um, but the trail was really well used. Sure. You know, there's no feeding sign. There were no rubs or anything. Um, but the trail had been used recently. So it's like, all right, this is as close as I think I can get without starting to bump into too many deer. So I need to stop and find a, find a tree. So I stop and I start looking around and boom, as soon as I stop and stay still, another buck runs off again. He, I had walked past this buck too. Mm -hmm. He could see me very clearly. Uh, I think he was in kind of a little pocket right right where the the ridge dipped to the marsh yep. it was right there in this last yep. cluster of stuff kind of on the drier ground sure and um you know wind blew his direction there he goes um he was a smaller deer though mm-hmm. I, I i don't know if he would have been would have been one to shoot or, or not he yeah. but he was an i mean i saw antlers you right. know i saw right. decent antlers yeah uh, but he was a good bit smaller so mm-hmm. my goal was is to out for a two and a half year old deer this year sure. on public. So these bucks that you're finding there, um, you know, you, you'd mentioned that there's, you know, there's a creek, there's a kind of a, a marshy section there. Um, you know, you, you, it seems like you spend a fair bit of time on kind of that that lower uh, elevation, kind of you know, I guess stuff with more water features, more uh, just wetland type, um, you know, type habitat. When you're in there looking for that kind of stuff, what what are you looking for when you're when you're thinking about a setup? Are you looking for, you know, bedding? Are you just you know going in checking out heavily used trails and just trying to look for deer sign and all that? Or what's what's your deciding factor? And also, wh- like, what are you seeing that these bucks are 
hanging out in because that was in the afternoon, wasn't it? Like yeah, like midday, yeah. Yep, that was after. That was after a little after midday. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and what I'm typically looking for there is bedding. There's food everywhere, sure. all around. I mean, the whole place is surrounded by ag fields. Yep. Um, I when I circled back, and actually one of the things I looked for on the way in, there's a giant oak tree in there, and mm-hmm. I was thinking, well, maybe maybe it's dropping this year. It wasn't last year. <clears throat> Sorry. <clears throat> I'm not going to edit that out, so sorry, everybody. Um, <laughs> so I um, I was hoping that that was dropping, and it was not. So at that point, I'm just looking for uh, looking for well-used trails that lead down into the marsh, mm-hmm. expecting that these bucks have been bumped around. So I anticipated them bedding either closer to the creek or potentially across the creek. That's one thing I noticed last year. They were bedded on, this, on, on that side of the creek where these bucks were, until the pressure started to heat up, and then they kind of worked their way back to closer to the creek. Next sure. thing you know, they're bedding across the creek, okay. right away gotcha. from away from the human pressure. Mm-hmm. I anticipated they had been pushed back because it's already October. They were not. They were right on the very edge. So that tells me it's probably not been getting hit very hard. Right. If you've got bucks of this caliber, especially the first one, mm-hmm. bedding right there on that edge, gotcha. they are they are not being pushed around too hard. Sure. So that bedding is is huge for me. And then there are a couple of different kinds of brows. And I actually took a video, and I didn't post it to Instagram yet, but there is this one specific kind of plant that is just getting hammered by everything in there. It's like it's hollow, and it's bright green right now, and the deer are just huh. just destroying it. So I, I, I may end up posting that to Instagram anyway when I launch this because I really want to know what that plant is. But I found it. Uh, you ever heard of the Seek? app i yeah i think you told i think you told me about it yeah doesn't even need data or wi-fi or anything like that but i mean it's free but just hold the camera right on it it'll it'll spit you the details there i I need to do that because this was i mean this stuff i've noticed the last three years that i've hunted this place right here in this early season time frame Mm -hmm. and until it dies because you get the first couple of frosts this stuff just turns into mush like it just disappears you know um but for right now it it is getting hit hard (laughs) by these by these deer so even despite all the frost and the cold cold mornings we've had i mean well yes i don't think they've had a lot of frost there okay um i don't know how many frosty mornings you've had over this way a lot but have you yeah yeah i don't think they've had many because this stuff's all still standing i wonder if that water is warm enough. It that could it be kind of a little bit of a microclimate. Some, yeah, yeah, it could be a microclimate there because it is. It is all definitely in in mm-hmm. lower lower areas, right. you know. Right. Um, so yeah. anyway, so I ended up climbing a tree anyway, and uh, after I jumped that second buck, I was like, "Well, I've run out of buck beds that I want to try to hunt because I I'd, I'd found a buck bed in there last winter, and it was really well used, mm-hmm. and I I mean. From the looks of it, it had been used all season long, you know. And so um, I just didn't anticipate a buck being bedded that close to the edge. So Right, early season, man. It's just, you know, almost we're still trying to get into the rhythm of it. We are. You know, we are. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I did climb a tree, sat there for a little bit, had some turkeys all around me. They were kikiing at each other, so mm-hmm. I ended up whistling at them. <laughs> and uh, they came in <laughs> to, to the whistling. Um, tried two different times to get drawn on a turkey and got busted because turkeys just have hawk eyes, man, yep. when it comes to freaking trying to get a shot on them <laughs> from a tree stand. It's just, I mean, it's nearly impossible. So, and that, that was it, man. And now my trail cameras were kind of 
spitting some intel for this mm-hmm. morning. And sure. yeah. Honestly, I mean, we, we've had a really good early season this year. I mean, we've had a lot of temperature fluctuation, a lot of really cold mornings. Um, you know, obviously this this week and the past couple of days here have been, I mean, kind of some of the best fall weather we could ask Man, for just from yeah. a from a comfort standpoint. We yeah. got more more cold fronts rolling in on I think Thursday morning. So it, I mean, we're it's, the season's definitely ramping up and yeah. it, it it's looking good. Yeah, you can't you can't ask for better than what we had this morning. It was no. super comfortable. Mm-hmm. Didn't have to bundle up or anything like that. Like you could just wear lighter stuff out there. And uh, yeah, it's just a it was just a beautiful morning. But this, this is my last time out, man. That's it. That's all I got for uh, until the end of October. Mm-hmm. What about you? Are you are you hunting over the next couple of weeks? Or are you going to give it a rest? I'm going to be hunting for the next couple of weeks. It's going to be all public. I think that's my plan. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna rest everything um, around here just because well, we got such a small. Yeah. Car. So like I was reading, like I said, when, when we got out of the car um, earlier this morning, I was like, I, I saw Sam Billhorn's post with his October checklist and talking about staying out of the core area. And I yep. was like, damn it, the house is in the core area. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, that, it, it is very different for your it's five a acre weird parcel. parcel. Five yeah. acre, the small parcels are, they're just, strange it's well, kind of gotten to the point where even if when i'm looking for public i'm looking for smaller parcels even just because i know that you know one they get overlooked and two there's there's only so much you can really do in them so there's yeah it, the, the concentration of movements you know very easy to break down for yeah. one which i'm i'm still trying to kind of hone that skill but i got some plans on some bigger uh parcels kind of up up north um north of here kind of in right on the edge of uh Richland and kind of where Richland, Crawford, and uh, Vernon counties all sort of meet there. A couple spots along the, the okay. Wisconsin River. I'm, I'm gonna have check I'm gonna out and delete that last thirty seconds. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no that's good, no, man. Isn't it? I've seen trucks at them the past week while I've been guiding and all that. Anyways, so sure. it's, it, there's no secrets there. Yep. But. No, the guy, the folks are out, and you know mm-hmm. it's a it's a good part of the year. I love hunting middle of October. I really mm-hmm. do. Um, mm-hmm. You're not an October lull. That's all I've been seeing on, on people's social media like lately. It's like it's not the lull, it's the shift and all that. Yeah. Which, I mean, yeah. It's true. There there may be a little bit of an overcorrection um as far as that goes, but I th- I think that's true. It is the shift because mm-hmm. what I think ha- is happening and what I've seen happen from just the last couple of years of observations is the deer are still up and moving. They're just oh, doing yeah. it real tight to their bedding yep. uh, until it gets dark. And, yep. you know, people, on the shift of food sources too. You know, oh they're, yeah. They're not, Majorly the shift of food sources. So you're there. The beans are, which I got to say this. So everybody always talks about how beans like, man, they turn Brown. They're no good till December. Mm-hmm. I passed a bean field last night with like 25 deer in it and they're just munching. I see them just, even after they pick. I still see them. Yeah. They're eating beans. And, and, and people that. always tell you, hey, once the combine's gone through, it's not like corn. You just leave it. You know, don't worry about right. the bean field. It's done. Or once the once the leaves turn green, leave it mm-hmm. alone until it's real, real cold, you know, because yep. they won't be in there till late season. Right. I mean, turkeys too, man. Even in the beans. Like, they're obviously, I'm, I'm only seeing them once the beans are down and stuff. Sure. But like fall turkey last year, I was, that is where they were at. Yeah. Like man, all the that, birds I shot last year were yeah. up in beans. Underrated, but so I, th- I think there there are shifting food sources, so you don't have the green attractant of mm-hmm. of 
Um, the beans, obviously. And you got acorns starting to fall in more secluded areas. You've got a lot of, of fall forage that's starting to hit its peak, including the stuff that I was talking to you about yesterday. Like that seems to be the yeah. time of year that they're keying in on that. Mm -hmm. And it's really green, full of water. I'm sure it's got everything that they want and need in right. it. Um, for them to be hitting it like that. And it's all back in the cover. It's not on the field mm -hmm. edges. And then I think just the increased pressure. Right. Too. I think that's, yep. I think that's part of the shift. Um, I think we underestimate how quickly we affect deer movement, right. deer activity. Right. Um, because as studies show, deer movement increases steadily from October on through November. Like it just, yep. it just goes up. So there is no dip in movement, but where they're moving you got to figure it out. Right. Yeah, exactly. I think that, you know, I'm not saying anything profound here, but I think a lot of folks are, um, you know, they think, oh, they're starting to go nocturnal now that it's getting into October. Yeah. yeah they're starting to shift and, you know, I'm, I'm not seeing them anymore. They're gone. Yeah. Like, well, they're just not moving as much. That's all. Yeah. They're, they're, they're hanging tight, like you said, and yeah. you just got to get in there and get to them. Yeah, and I wish we could find another word to use besides nocturnal. Right. Because that nocturnal word is not helpful. Like what we, if I say a buck is nocturnal, what I mean by nocturnal is he's he's only coming through the areas that I'm hunting him at night. Right. You know, it doesn't mean right. that he lays in bed until it's super dark and then he's like, all right, now I'll get up. Exactly. It's like he would die, mm -hmm. you know, if, if that's what happened. Or if that's what he's doing, then we just all need to go walk bedding areas. Mm -hmm. And like the best thing we could do is bust them out of there, right? You know what I mean? Get them up on their feet, yep. <laughs> on their feet again. You know, yep. get them moving or or, or go in there and shoot them because they're going to mm -hmm. try to hang so tight to their bed that right. Yeah. So absolutely, well, lots of things. I mean, even right now they're still moving at night. Yeah. You know, you drive any back road, you're, oh. you're going to be seeing deer running yeah. out in front of your car. And last night was crazy. This morning driving here was crazy. I almost hit a little buck up the road. Uh, decided up not road to fill my tag. Yeah. Decided <laughs> not to fill my tag with. My sequoia. A little pre-tenderization. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Well, Pierce, man, we've been going for about 35 minutes, and uh, I have got to get on the road. i got a long drive ahead of me today. Yes, you so, do. Uh, man, anything you want to leave us with? Plans, do's and don'ts? Um, I don't know. Any trout fishing left to be had? Yeah, yeah. Uh, we got a good, I mean, get out early this week. I mean, we got a, our, our hopper bite's still going well. Um, I'm kind of expecting that to sort of peter off as that cold front rolls in on Thursday. Um, we're going to be doing a lot more subsurface and, uh, you know, streamers, leeches, um, that kind of stuff rather than you know, getting the fun surface eats. But, you know, the fish are still there. They're still fishing well. Um, <clears throat> the cold mornings are kind of making it a little hit or miss. Um, but, you know, it's, we, we got one more week after after this week, we're shutting it down on the, not we, but uh, you know, season closes on on the, the 15th. So, you know, get out and enjoy it while you can. And other than that, I know the pink salmon are running over in the Milwaukee and the Menominee and even up by uh, Green Bay and the Oconto and all that. So a lot of good fishing to be had still. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm still, I'm right there with you. I'm just trying to get through the last week or so of that and then starting to shift the mindset to... Uh, deer here but yeah man but i'm getting excited it'll be good um when you do post that this comes out tomorrow you know those of you listening feel free to comment if that's a shooter pass buck or uh 
what you would do in that situation. Oh, it is it I'm, is definitely a shooter. They, I'm preparing yeah, to get torn your, apart here. Your so. message your <laughs> message was like you're just like little two and a half year old or whatever you said, and I was like, I mean, I get why you call him a two year old, but are you sure? I mean, like, are you real sure? Like I said, we've got this this folder shared with you know me and a couple of the neighbors and the folks that hunt around here, and I'm having seen some of the bucks that are around, I was like. I don't know. Maybe I'll hold off and wait for wait for another guy to come by. But also, am I going to get another broadside thirty yard shot this season? I mean, who knows? We'll At see. a deer standing there, oblivious, like right, not chasing a doe, not right. looking at you, nothing, just doesn't even know you exist. Yep. I mean, will will having one come through that's all fired up and then you know stops for six seconds and then takes off again after a doe? Like, oh. will that be worth it? I don't know. We'll see. I might, might become a an early season warrior after this this year and start trying to fill that tag a little sooner. But we'll see. We'll All right. See. But well, let's wrap her up. I'll uh, yeah. I guess I'm gonna get on the road and we'll talk in a couple weeks. Right on, man. Sounds good, buddy. Thanks this is again. Fun. And that is all for this week. Thanks again to Pierce for coming on. I, that guy has been on this show uh, more than anybody else, and he's always willing to give me some of his time to uh, hop on and join me for a conversation. So really appreciate him. Uh, Had a good time getting to hunt with him. And I think we're going to try to hunt together some more in November. So yeah, really, really looking forward to that. But thank you so much for tuning in this week. Thanks again to our partners, Tacticam, Huntworth, and Deer Lab. Uh, I hope you're getting out over these next couple of weeks, Uh, whether that's waterfowl hunting, whether that's uh, chasing small game around somewhere, or whether that's chasing deer around with a bow. Whatever it is that you're doing, just make sure you're doing something to get outside and enjoy the incredible resource that is ours as Wisconsin Sportsman.